Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson. Welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. Well, it's hard to believe that we're already in the week of Thanksgiving. 2022 is just flying by. Christmas will be here before we know it, and then we will be heading into the new year. And as we look ahead to the holiday season, you know, we thought it would be fun to have a conversation on how to survive the holidays as a special needs family. So today I'm joined by two of my most favorite people in the world and fellow special needs moms, Sandra Peoples and Melanie Gomez. Now, Sandra and Melanie have both been on the Rising Above podcast multiple times, talking about different topics. And so I'm thankful that they were able to join me for this conversation today because, you know, we know how hard the holidays can be for our special needs families. And Melanie and Sandra has some great ideas for how your family can thrive and meet the unique needs of your family during the holidays. So I know you're going to be encouraged by what they had to say. So here's my conversation with my friends, Melanie Gomez and Sandra Peoples. All right, hello, Melanie and Sandra. How are my friends today? We're great. Excited to be with you. Okay, so you guys are some of my most favorite people on the planet. And I so wish that we were actually sitting together, having a cup of coffee, having some hot cider, something. Um, But instead, we're spread all across the U.S. But I'm so glad to see you. Yeah, it's like the next best thing. It is the next best thing. Okay, so Melanie, you have had some really big changes in the last few months. So tell our listeners what's been going on with you. Yeah, we have relocated our family from Florida um, up to Chicago, Illinois. So we are, um, it was a put your head down, roll up your sleeves kind of season. We did it quickly. There was a lot of adjustment to be done. You know that when there's special needs in the family, that adjustment is compounded when routines are craved and um, familiarity is super important, which it is for Nicholas. There was a lot of work to be done, but yes, we relocated to be with his older brother and sister-in-law. And for us, that was worth any extra effort or extra Mm. challenges that we could even imagine to have our whole family together again. Wow. I can't even imagine. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here thinking about this packing up and moving and, 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 but I know you're with family and how great that must be for you. And um, Sandra, what's been going on with you here lately? You know, you, you both have been on the show before. And so you are, you are veterans to the Rising Above <laughs> podcast, but catch everybody up on what's going on with you. Well, you know, we're pretty deep into a new school year. James made a transition into high school. Wow. Uh, you kind of cross your fingers and <laughs> hand it over to God and uh, pray, which is important work, but realize your own limitations in that. And then just a couple of weeks ago, they moved him from one teacher to another oh, because wow. they think it's a better fit. And so just when I felt like I was having good communication with the teacher and things were falling into place, then that changed a little bit. But um we're doing well. My husband's a pastor. We're outside of Houston. We're still loving our church and loving where we are. And uh, I mean, Christmas in Chicago sounds magical. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little <laughs> jealous of what Melanie's going to get to experience, yeah. but uh, really happy to be here and and be close to my parents. My uh, We've talked, Becky, before about 
uh, my older sister, Sybil, who has Down syndrome, and she actually passed away over the summer just a, a couple months ago, and uh, it was undiagnosed uh, gallbladder cancer, and so it was a surprise. Even though she'd been sick, uh, her passing was very sudden and mm-hmm. very surprising to us, um, and so we're still navigating that. Uh, we live in the suburb right next to my parents and where Sybil lived with them, um, so we saw them often, and so we feel that loss acutely. And as we head into the holidays, it's going to be even harder, I think. Yeah. And it'll be navigating all that new normal. And, you know, I know that all too well, just with, you know, this will be our sixth Christmas without Jeff, which just doesn't even seem possible. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we wanted to look at, I was looking at our, our podcast schedule and I was like, it's okay. Holidays are coming up. I know that for so many special needs families looking ahead at what holidays look like, you know, we either love it or we dread it. And so (laughs) so I thought, well, let's have a fun conversation. Let's have, let me bring in some of my friends who have been on this journey. Now, James is how old now? 15. 15. And your son is how old, Melanie? 22. 22. John Alex is 25. And so we've been doing this thing for a little while. uh, And we just thought we'd share some uh, funny things that may have happened to us during the holidays, some not so great things, and in just some ways to help you um, as you're trying to navigate the holidays. So first thing I want to know, I want I was thinking about like, what was, what was it like for you growing up? What was Christmas and different holidays? How did your family celebrate the holidays when you were growing up? Melanie? Well, I will share that my family, I came from a really small family. Our holidays were really simple. Um, And so I feel like that has helped me not have these huge expectations for holidays. So I would say from my perspective, I didn't have to try to fit our special needs situation into some big holiday machine that my family did. We had a very simple traditions. Really, we didn't have traditions. We just had a, we'd have a simple Christmas dinner, simple Thanksgiving dinner. That was it. My husband and I are the first in our lineage sort of to create family traditions. Mm. And so we've been able to do that with Nicholas in mind and building traditions that he can do. And so that's, for me, that's been great. I don't have something that I have to try to live up to or continue or establish. What about you, Sandra? Yeah, ours were very family centric. I mean, we did some traveling to go see. We lived in the same town with one set of grandparents and we traveled to see the other set. And I have a ton of cousins. Um, So that's different for us because my boys only have four cousins, two on each side. And um, so when I was growing up, we had to navigate about around everybody's schedules and all of that. But for us, they can kind of navigate around our schedule, especially as James has gotten, well, all the cousins have gotten older, but he still has the highest needs. And so they are usually happy to do what works best for him mm-hmm. uh, in the situations. And so that helps everybody be able to celebrate together instead of us having to be the ones on the road or us having to do too much that would be stressful for him. Yeah. Well, Melanie, I have to say my Christmas was the exact opposite of low key because (laughs) 
seriously, my Christmas with growing up was, I mean, our house was packed with so many, you know, grandparents and aunts and all these people. And, and every, it was fine China. It was crystal. It was silver. It was, I mean, like when Jeff came to our first Christmas, I think it freaked him out a little bit because it was like, what in the world is this? But it was very (laughs) formal. We always had this, my poor mom, I really don't know how she did it. (laughs) We had this huge breakfast with all everything, you know, all the fixings, everything. And then we would do open Christmas gifts. But then there was later in the day, I mean, this huge lunch, um, it was it was really uh, a lot. And so it's very interesting, though, as we have my sisters and I've gotten older, we do the exact opposite. It's like, where's the paper plate? You know? <laughs> it's like we are going to simplify this. But for growing up for me, I had all of this, uh, these expectations like you were talking about. Like Christmas is supposed to be big. You're supposed to have lots of people here. You're supposed to pull out the china and the crystal and the silver and all the things. And so when when I got married, that kind of continued. That's what I was thinking the holidays were supposed to be. But it's interesting how it's changed over the years. And we'll talk about that more as we get into this. But, you know, when you look at, like when you first got married and you're like, okay, I'm going to start my traditions. What were some of the things you would hope to put into place when you were starting to have holidays on your own, either, you know, when you got married or when you started having kids, what were you hoping things were going to look like? Well, you know, I want to, you just talked about expectations and I did want to also point out that in addition to not having those, those family traditions that I had to live up to, like you did, I also count it a blessing that I didn't have access to the Instagram Christmas posts and the YouTubers with the you know, they've got 10 kids and an all natural (laughs) Christmas and their house has live trees inside it. I am so thankful. I didn't have that external pressure Mm -hmm. as well, because I was, I just, you know, it was me and my husband and we just, we created smaller traditions. And as I mentioned, as Nicholas got added to our family and we knew that he had maybe limitations or things we couldn't and could or could do, we built our Christmases around that. What did I think it would look like? I mean, you know, I think I was still looking at old Courier and Ives scenes with, you know, flocked trees and every present wrapped perfectly, but I didn't have that pressure to actually make it look like that. And I'm so thankful that I didn't. Yeah. Oh, me too. My goodness. I I can't imagine you know, in comparison, having to look at uh, what I am not, you know, and all those things. I'm with you, Melanie, on that one. Thank you that we did not have Instagram and Facebook and uh, Pinterest and all those things back early on. What about you, Sandra? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I just pictured things being very similar to how I grew up and, and uh, attending church and, Lee Lee's family had this tradition of reading from the from scripture the story of Jesus's birth and uh so they were simple but even sometimes the simple things felt hard in those early years you know like we we talked about decorations and uh we couldn't wrap presents and put them under the tree until maybe just a couple years ago and so Sometimes it's not, you don't realize your expectations until you notice the lack Mm, of them, right? And so even though maybe I couldn't imagine what it would look like until 
it was taken away. And, you know, so I have this very plain tree with no presents underneath because that's what works best for James. And then I felt, oh, well, I did have an expectation <laughs> of what this was supposed to look like. And this was not it. So it, yeah, yeah. it sometimes that just hits you before you even realize that you mm. were expecting it to be different. Yeah. And and I think we go into it, you know, like you said, thinking things are going to look a certain way and you don't even realize it. Like, oh, who would have thought you're not going to be able to have wrapped gifts under the tree until the time you did. And what happened? What happened? So you knew we can't have wrapped gifts under the tree. Yeah. And just like keeping James away from them and out of them and not just his, but everybody's presence. And so he's totally, his anxiety is high and he's Mm. fixated on it. And once he gets fixated on something, he doesn't let it go. And so he's just constantly asking in his way of asking, like he wants to open the presents that day. And so what there were a couple of years that we just kind of opened one little thing each day as we led up to it, especially once school was out. At least when he was in school, there was he was away from the house some, but once Christmas break started, he knew there was something coming and he knew it involved presents. And, and if he could see them, he wanted to open them right away. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way James does. It's like, if I see a yeah. present, I want to open it. So, yeah, but I know that, you know, that's hard. And then, so when you look at that with the siblings, both of you have other sons. So how did that play out trying to navigate? Because your other children may have really wanted the gifts there or maybe have wanted to do certain things that you couldn't do. So how did you all, how have you navigated the sibling piece of all that over the years? Well, you know what? I was thinking about Becky and it's, I love that you and I and Sandra are having this conversation and that even invited me to, because I did, I went back to old home videos just today and I was just misty eyed looking at all those videos of my boys little and being around the tree and doing all the things. And, you know, part of it just comes back to the sibling relationship in general. And, you know, Ben always understood that just because things were different, didn't mean they were less than or that he was any less than. And Christmas was actually a time that he was able to really get extra attention. We did have family members come in and they would really focus on him. And all the videos I have are him in the spotlight. Um, So that was part of it was just having family come in and really leaning into Ben as, hey, this is different. It may not look like your friend's Christmas tree, right? Or your friend's presents. But we've got all these great things that we do. Maybe your friend doesn't do this tradition that we do or that tradition that we do. Um, So that was a big part of it. The other thing is that I leaned into, um, Sandra mentioned the accommodations she made on her tree. I leaned into accommodations everywhere. What can I do to make this Christmas work for my family? Instead of just letting Christmas roll over us like a steamroller, I started by volunteering at our church's kids Christmas play so that Nicholas could be in it. I did that for years. I ended up being the director of that whole show for years. I got kind of stuck with the role, but I pushed into wherever, if I can make it work for Nick, I'll, we'll, we'll figure it out and make it work for him. And that always benefited Ben as well. I love that. I love that. Uh, You just poured yourself in there to find a way to make it work. So that's great. Sandra, what about you? Yeah, I think unlike us, our the typical siblings in our family don't have experiences to compare it to. And so David wouldn't have known that every other family puts all the presents under the tree 
unless he went to a friend's house and saw that. But then he would see there's all kinds of other things that were different about a friend's house too versus our house. And so I don't know that he felt the lack, especially like Melanie said, when other families in and they're celebrating him and he's getting that extra attention and and they're happy to get gifts, whether mm. they're under the tree for two weeks before or they're not there till Christmas morning. And so I don't know, especially when he was young, he he probably wouldn't be able to articulate yeah. any kind of sense of loss because he really didn't have anything to compare yeah, it to. True. And that brings up that brings up that point I was just making, I think, even about Instagram Christmas or Pinterest Christmas. Um, I think as moms, we we may put that or parents, moms and dads, we may put that weight on ourselves and it doesn't even exist. Sandra, I think you're on the ball, you're on the dot there. He went, he he just had a happy Christmas, right? And I think if that's our goal, have a happy, joy-filled, fun, special Christmas. And turn off all those Instagram people that you follow for a minute or stop comparing or even at the store. Yeah, there's beautiful decorations. We can't put them up. That's okay. Lean into a super fun, special Christmas and your kids are going to enjoy it and they're going to love Christmas. That's that's a good word there. So, okay. So let's get raw and real. We've all had (laughs) those holiday experiences that were like, oh my goodness, this is the worst ever. So do you have a story because, you know, we've all had them. What would you say? Let's, we won't necessarily call it the worst. Let's call it the most challenging, unique. What are some other words we can come up with to make it sound a little better? So do you have a story to share? Yeah, our hardest Christmases are when we had to travel. Like we, Lee's parents, when the boys were little, my parents were in Texas and Lee's parents were in North Carolina and we were in Pennsylvania And so when they were little, we still tried to travel to their houses and, and, you know, James didn't sleep. And, uh, there was one Christmas where my in-laws dog had just died and they cremated the dog and had the urn out (laughs) like on the fireplace. And, and, you know, like my mother-in-law didn't make accommodations for decorations just because she didn't know. And so you know, it is kind of more fancy decorations and then that urn out with the ashes. And I just couldn't relax because, and Lee like came in and moved it up like pretty quickly. But I think when you just feel this pressure, like Mm -hmm. your kid's behavior is a reflection on you as a mother. And when you are in a situation where you're insecure at those early years, you're insecure as a mom because you feel like you're not doing everything you can And then you've got these people who are never around your kid and they only see the happy Facebook pictures and they don't know what the reality of life is like for you. And so you want to present this perfect family and you just can't. (laughs) And so, and, and that's partly my personality Mm -hmm. too. Like I, I want to be seen as competent and really a good mom. And I just kept being in these situations that were humbling (laughs) Uh, and good for my growth and and good for the relationship, right? Because vulnerability gets met with vulnerability and that's how relationships grow. But man, in those early days, I was like, just sleep, just open a present. Like your cousins can open a present and don't, please say thank you. He couldn't even say thank you after opening a present. And that was something that grandparents value, right? And I was like, I just felt like he was missing the mark and I was missing the mark. And so those early years were just 
just really challenging in that way. What about you, Melanie? Yeah, I would say similarly, touching on Sandra's point of there's family members around that don't typically interact with your kids on a regular basis and don't know them. Our funny stories are actually all about Mm. the family members, about, (laughs) you know, Christmas morning and Nicholas is outside in the driveway with his grandma. And the next thing I know, the kids run in or like, Nicholas knocked over grandma, you know, and we're out there (laughs) helping her get up because she's not... She's not used to what he'll do, you know, so another one with his grandpa, another Christmas where he ran him over with a wagon, ran over the grandpa with the wagon. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so those are, those are, um, I think that that's something to keep in mind. And like I said, when I, I, and it sounds like Sandra did too early on realized I need to be able to have Christmas in our environment. Yeah. And y'all are going to have to come to us. I think also um, I I wrote this down and it, it may not sound right, but I wrote down, go ahead and play that card. (laughs) Yes. There's a card that we all have that says that's not going to work for my child. And we don't want to play it because that sound that feels wrong in our brain and our, our self-consciousness says that's not right. And I can do Christmas and we can do Christmas and we can show up to Thanksgiving and Turkey's fine. Well, Turkey's not fine. (laughs) And so I think once I learned and Sandra mentioned, got my own self-confidence to say, Hey, that does not work for us. And particularly for Nicholas, but for all of us, because for me, because I'll be stressed out the whole time going, Oh my God, the urn of the dog. Yeah. Um, As soon as I learned to say that doesn't work for me. And I, and we want to see you for Christmas, but here's how it's going to work for us. As soon as we played that card, um, we were able to sort of relax more, create our own Christmas, invite people in, but at, at the way that it would work. And your family members probably really appreciated that because they probably were trying to figure out, okay, they can see that things are not working the old way. And so they were probably grateful because they don't want to say, okay, this really isn't working. So did did you find that to be true? That that honesty really? Yeah. And they don't know what to do. They don't know how to have a Christmas that works for, for your family. So being able to say, here's, this doesn't work. We, I felt like it was, I I wrote down, play a card, but it's not, it's be honest Mm -hmm. is actually the better sentence. Be super honest and just say that doesn't work. Don't say, oh gosh, they want us to do this, this, and this, and we've got to dress him up and he hates getting dressed up and we've got to sit still at a table and he hates sitting still. And then there's turkey, which he can't chew, but they're going to want to serve him turkey. Once you can be really honest about that, it's okay to say that doesn't work. Just because everybody has turkey at Thanksgiving, it's okay to say, he's not going to eat the turkey. That's fine. I remember when we uh, changed JA to like gluten-free, dairy-free, and that took everybody a little while to get used to uh, going, no, I'm going to bring his food and it's really okay. And, you know, the, everybody finally got used to it. But early on, that was a big deal. Did you all encounter that as well? Yeah, or even decreasing sugar. We don't want him to have that mm-hmm. much sugar. And well, it's part of Christmas. To have <laughs> then you come really home with me treat. at the end and take care of him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, like, yeah. Some boundaries and honest communication. Yeah. That's that's really key. Like Melanie well, said, well, I my worst Christmas was actually last Christmas, um, because you know again expectations, all these things, and you know obviously with Jeff being gone, having passed away, um, 
it's just holidays are just hard anyway. But I knew a time would come, you know, I'm used to having these huge, big family gatherings with all the people. And I knew time was going to come. People pass away. This family gets smaller. You know, my sisters have their own families. And I knew the time was going to come where it was just going to be, there was going to be a, a year that it was just going to be John Alex and myself. And I was dreading it so bad, but I knew it was coming and it happened last year, but it was because he and I were both sick. And so we, you know, had to stay home and it was hard. I will not lie. That was a hard day, but I did some things to try to make it better. You know, I, I ordered, um, food to be delivered the day before. So I would have food for Christmas Eve and Christmas dinner. I'd have a, a nice dinner And, um, you know, cried. I'm just going to, you know, that morning, just lots of tears. But then I watched A Wonderful Life and we just hung out and I got to, we stayed in our PJs all day. And by, you know, midway through the morning, it was like, okay, we've done it now. We have survived what I was dreading, what I knew was coming, and we are okay. You know, for John Alex, it's another day. You know, he's content and happy and, um, but- as hard as that was, we survived it. And now I don't have to dread that anymore. It's like, okay, we've done it. And, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about some tips, some things that you've learned along the way. I know that we've, we've looked at expectations because we all know if we go in thinking things are going to look a certain way, we're going to be sorely disappointed. And so not going in expecting for it to be a Hallmark Christmas is first of all, your goal. You know? yeah. But what are some of the other things when you look at, if you were to, to talk to a young mom or dad that they're just starting out on this journey, what would be some things you would say to them to try to help them navigate the holiday seasons? I mean, my most important thing I would say that sounds so simple would be enjoy the holidays. Just enjoy that there's a time, there's a couple days extra where we focus on being thankful. Enjoy that. That doesn't have to have certain things attached to it to spend two extra days being thankful. Enjoy joy-filled celebration season for a believer. It doesn't have to have certain tangible things attached to it to enjoy it. You learned that this Mm -hmm. year at Christmas that you you can have joy because it's Christmas and it doesn't have to look a certain way. So I would say enjoying it really for yourself. I think as a self-care for mom and dad, if we're stressed out so much on the right gifts and the right wrapping and the right accommodations and the right people and the right situation, that those holidays are going to just blow past and we won't have, we will have burned ourselves, burned our candle even lower rather than enjoying it. So I know that may not be the kind of actual tip strategy you want, but if I had a young new mom, I would say, you know what? Pump the brakes, enjoy Christmas, watch. (laughs) It's a beautiful, it's a wonderful life and really find joy in it. Find what that that's the purpose of the holidays. That's the purpose of both of those holidays. Agree. What about you, Sandra? That's good. I try to think, especially, you know, my kids are still home and there, so we're still creating some of this Christmas magic for them. And so I try to think what would bring me joy? If what one thing can I do? What's the most important thing? Is it going to drive around and look at Christmas lights? Like if this one thing doesn't happen, 
will it not feel like Christmas to me? Not if 10 things don't happen, but just one thing. And that one thing could change each year if that's, but what would really make this feel like Christmas to me? And for us, one of those things is opening our home to our church family. And we like to have uh, kind of an open house. We live in a parsonage, so it's a house on our church's property. And we like to invite the whole church over. <laughs> and so there's limitations in that. So I, instead of thinking I have to make enough cookies for everybody, I recruit help to make cookies because so, it's the event that makes it feel like Christmas. And so how do I get help with those details to pull the event off? Because I, I do enjoy making the house look Christmassy and, and pulling out the decorations and, and sharing those with our church family. And so Lee and I, even this year, because of COVID in, this, in the couple, last couple of years, we haven't had that open house. And so we were saying, what what is going to make this year feel joyful, feel like Christmas to us? And we both decided it would be doing that open house again. Even if other things don't mm -hmm. work out, that's the one thing that we really want to focus our attention on. And so, okay, well, how do we make it easier? Having somebody come in and clean the house as opposed to me cleaning it. Like, let's prioritize making that a financial thing that we can do. And so just anything that that gets toward the goal, even if it doesn't look the way you thought it would, but that one thing is the most important thing. And so you you make that happen. And um, then there's then everything else feels easier because I did that one thing that made it feel the most like Christmas. I love that. And that's us. feeding your soul. I love having people into my home. And that gives you that sense of, like, I love to do hosp hospitality and, and have people into my home. And so it gives you the, almost that sense of normalcy for a little bit, you know, that our life is, we get, yeah. this is what other people get to do. And we get to do this yeah. as well. And um, what what is something, what's, what would be the one thing, Melanie, for you that um, that you would say? My one thing, I love um, cooking that huge meal. I actually do love cooking that huge meal. So for me, it's doing all the things I need to do in advance or recruiting help. I love that Sandra said that recruiting help to get all the other things done so that I can, that's my, my love language is acts of service. So mm. if it's a holiday and I'm cooking a big meal, that's me expressing my love. Um, so that's what it is for me. But even when she said one thing, it reminded me too, even for your kids, you talked about siblings or even our special needs kiddo. What's their one yeah. thing? Nicholas, I asked him today, I said, we were, we were out and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to be talking to some moms today. What's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? And he said, the parade, he likes to watch the parade every, if he watches the parade every morning, he's fine. I said, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? He said, the parade. Okay. So we watched the Macy's parade on Thanksgiving. We watched the Disney parade on Christmas. And in his mind, those holidays have now occurred because he saw the parade. So I can drive myself crazy with all the other things that I think equal Christmas to him. Yeah. Or I can just make sure that parade's on the TV and I've woken him up and he's in Christmas jammies or whatever. And he's watching the parade and he will feel like Christmas has happened. I don't need to go so crazy with all the other stuff. I love that so yeah, that's much. Great, that's a great idea. Do you know what James's one thing would be? I mean, like for me, for John Alex, it, it, it's another day to him. Um, he just wants to be with yeah. us. That's his heart. It's like, hey, if I get to hang out with my family and my mom, I'm great. So do you know for James what his might be? 
Yeah, I think it's just hanging out. I don't know that he has anything special tied to that day besides getting to open presents that morning. But even the fact that everybody gets to open presents yeah. and not just him, which is different, you know, from your birthday, he he's not interested in anybody else's presents. So he just wants to open his and then go play. And then the rest of us can go around the circle and finish. And um, so I don't know what he would picture for Christmas, what mm-hmm. images would come to mind if I said the word besides just yeah. opening yeah. those presents. Okay, that's, I, I, my, my love language is gifts and acts of service. So both, you know, pretty high up on my list. So yes, the gifts would be me too, James. So that's, <laughs> and then Melanie, <laughs> I love that yours is acts of service. So that's, that is, uh, it goes hand in hand right there. I love that so much. And okay, so I'm going to throw you a question. We hadn't talked about this yet, but Okay, as a mom raising a child with disability, if you could create any holiday, what would it be? If you could create a holiday to celebrate something, what holiday would you create? You can ponder that for a minute. That's a good question because I'm trying to, like holiday, one of the things that's hard about holidays is that Mm -hmm. you're out of your routine, right? And so- invite in creating a new day <laughs> like, that's a no. different day <laughs> yeah no it's a holiday for you I'm thinking as a mom like what kind of holiday would would be a blessing to you well I just this is almost Sandra was a, I thought she was about to say my answer I think honestly I would create mm. pajama day yeah where no parents work no kids go to school and everybody has to stay in pajamas and just do nothing and just have breakfast and be together. You're not allowed to, you know, do anything external. It's your day. That would, there's no pressure. Like there's no, it's not a day where like people interact or like family comes over or you host people or you do things or you go to a place. It's where everybody stays in their own house and wears their pajamas all day. I, I'm in. That's my, that's I'm my in right here. <laughs> that's a good idea. That's great. You got one, Sandra, or we want to just go with that, that that's going to be our, our national holiday. Well, I would sign up for that in a second. I think I think yeah. Melanie has painted a beautiful picture of a be- of a fun day. I think she so has, and and I would add that. to that. Um, and it's takeout. Nobody cooks. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's meal delivery service, and uh, we we are there's no cooking allowed. That that would be my. You can't cook. You can't clean up. Uh-uh. You can't do any of those things. No, yeah, I, I, I'm in. So let's let's put it on the calendar. We're going to have <laughs> national. Uh, pajama day, family pajama day. So I love that so much. Well, friends, I'm so grateful for you and for your willingness to share. And uh, I just hope you all have an amazing holiday season with your family. And before we go out real quick, I want you to be able to tell everybody where they can find you, where uh, can they find your books? Where can they find your resources? So, and we'll be sure to put that in the show notes as well. So Sandra, what about you? Well, Instagram is such a fun place to hang out. And I, I promise I will not uh, pretend like Thanksgiving and Christmas are perfect at our house on Instagram this year. Like maybe we should all take that pledge. I, like we're all going to be maybe on Maybe that's the holiday, Sandra. Maybe that's a holiday. Like, yeah. you know, it's the real life holiday and you've got to show yeah. what it's really like. Yeah. You've got to show what it's yeah. really like at your house. And so my uh, username on Instagram is Sandra Peoples. And so that that would be a great fun way for us to connect this holiday season. That's great. And you have several books out and people can find all that information 
on your website or there as well. So yeah, sandrapeoples.com is kind of the hub. And then the book Unexpected Blessings is on Amazon, uh, christianbook.com. So it, it makes a great Christmas present. Yeah, too, there you go. You, uh, have another family that you want to bless. In those pajama, on that pajama day, they might want something to read. And so, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking that's a good plan with their takeout dinner. And yes, and yep. posting the real life pictures on Instagram. We've got a whole day yeah. planned right here. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to sound like fun. I know. So Melanie, what about you? Where can people find you? Um, my, all of my handles are redefined special. And so on Instagram, it's redefined special. Um, and I do have a book called Bundle of Joy, and that's on Amazon. It's a devotional um, for special needs moms. So redefinespecial.com or redefine special on Instagram. Also Facebook redefine special. It's all there. It's all there. And I love it. And like you were saying, Sandra, if you're looking for a holiday gift for a Christmas gift, you have a book that's geared towards parents. Melanie, you have a book that's geared towards moms. Mm-hmm. And I have a book with my late husband that, that's for dads, Common Man Extraordinary Call. So we'll put all the links there in the show notes so you can find out all that information. And uh, friends, I am so grateful for you. Thank you for your time. And I'm hoping that here soon we can actually be across the table from each other instead of across the screen. So thankful for all of you as we look at this week of Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas down in a few weeks. So thankful for both of you and how you love and serve the special needs community so well. Wow. Thanks, Becky. We Thanks. appreciate you too. Yes, we do. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.